with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We are getting it going today. I'm actually really pumped to be back in the studio. Uh, we just got back from a trip in uh, Puebla, Mexico. And man... It is just crazy what God has been doing over these last couple uh, uh, trips. I actually think it's been like just over the last year, God's been moving big time. Um, and because God's been moving so big that we, every time we come back from these trips, we tell people and they look at us like, what is that real? Is that really happening? So I decided that we needed to hire a videographer and document the trip. So on this last trip to Puebla, we, uh, we hired a videographer to come down, and we filmed everything. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a premiere for this tour video, the Whosoever's Kill the Noise, Puebla, Mexico. And it's going to be happening at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar on uh, Sunday, March 15th at 5 p.m. So the Kill the Noise, Whosoever's Tour, Puebla, Mexico, tour video, showing God but the gospel is preaching the gospel and God just moving in a powerful way through signs and wonders, bringing people to the Lord. And it's, this should be no surprise to any of you guys that are listening that are actually, uh, people that read the Bible, um, from back to front. When you, uh, when you read the gospels or the book of acts, um, clearly this is what Jesus did. He preached the gospels and signs and wonders followed back in it is Mark 16 and uh, we decided to create this video because my whole, the whole reason why I want to do this is I want to activate people because this is the call. What God has uh, called us to do is to be active in culture and bring the Great Commission. And uh, you know, I was just listening to Tony um, Evans this morning on the actually the the way way to the. Um, interview and what i heard is he was talking about how there's different kinds of christians um and he related to like a football game there's people that are the spectators that know the sport they watch the games they're in the they're in the what do you call it the uh i have daniel in studio what's it called the, the, the bleachers they're in the, they're in the bleachers yeah. right they're in the bleachers and they're watching everything they know all about it they know how the game operates but they're not in the game but then you got the players that are in the game. And this is a perfect illustration of, of a lot of Christians that you know the knowledge of the Bible. There's even people that could quote the Greek and the Hebrew, and they could tell you all about it, but they aren't active at all. Maybe they even went to seminary and Bible school, but they're not in the game. They're just spectators, but they know all about the sport. So this video is to actually bring it home and show people that, They'll see it live and see what God's doing and that it is happening, that he is pouring out his spirit and that they will take their butts from the bleachers to the game and get in the mix. And that's what this whole thing is about, because we know that Jesus is coming back one day soon. He talks about it. Uh, Mark 13, I believe. And um, our mission is the Great Commission. And that's why the whole whosoever's movement exist so i'm stoked to disciple and and get this new young younger generation involved 
and uh, to go out. So we have like a army of, of revivalists of, uh, of John the Baptist, if you will, to go out and preach the gospel and lead people to salvation. So they get discipled. And then what happens after they get discipled, they go start living the great commission. That's the whole great commission that Jesus gave us all to do. Preach the gospel, signs and wonders follow, disciple them, and then send them back out. That simple. So um, it's going down. The video premiere, March 15th, 5 p.m. at Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs in Diamond Bar, California. Uh, you could get the details from their website or just at the whosoever's um, Instagram or any of that stuff or mine. You can get all those details. But we are going to do a little highlight reel of that trip here just to, just to um, put a little taste in your mouth is what to come. But I have Daniel in studio. Say your last name correctly. Daniel Goyaz. Goyaz. Daniel Goyaz in studio. He's been on the radio a couple times before talking about what's been going on on trips. But I wanted him to share his story today because he's the, the poster child of uh, what we're trying to do with the movement. Get these young guys, get them discipled, and, and get them activated and sent out. So you're going to hear your story from a whosoever uh, today. Um, and, uh, let's just, let's just get into it, dude. So how you been, dude? Good. I'm stoked it, to be back. It's We're been back in California. It's been a long time since I've seen you since yesterday. I know <laughs> too many hours. It's been. <laughs> hey, so, okay. First of all, so you, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Orange County, California. Okay. Yeah. And what, did you grow up in a Christian home? I did. Both of my parents were Christian. Um, they still are, but they're Christian and they always took us to Costa Mesa where Chuck always was. No way. So you, you grew up at the, at the Mother Church of Calvary. So when, okay, so this is the question, okay? So as you were growing up, did you want to go to church? Were you forced to go to church? Was church sinking in? At a young age, did it penetrate your heart, or were you just over it? Or how did, what happened? So it did when I was young, and it was like, it was honestly fun. It was like a family thing that we did every Sunday. Yeah, we, so you liked we went it. to church, yeah. I loved it going growing up. It was always something we drive to church, you know, and everyone there was all nice and everything. So when I was young, um, I was like beginning to understand it because I would go to the kids' classes and whatnot, yeah. and my parents would always like tell me stuff about about church and about God and stuff like that. So, and, so qu quick question: um, When you were growing up and you were young, was it? Um, did you was was the Holy Spirit moving in you? Like you you were growing, you felt like a, this relationship with Him. When I was God? young, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Um, but there was a series of events that happened that led it to my relationship with God kind of falling away and my perception of what it was to have a relationship with God kind of being, like, messed up and skewed in a way. Mm -hmm. and, w and what was that? That was uh, my parents' divorce, basically. What, how old were you? I was eight years old. And it wasn't... It I wasn't think that happened young. Yeah. And I kind of watched it all go down. It was, it was ugly. Um, but... And from that, that was like when okay, I want I want you not you don't have to go into details. Yeah. But you're eight years old because there's there's a lot. of See, a lot of people come from divorced families. Yeah. So here you are. You're walking with God. You have a relationship. And then once the divorce happened, did that make you bitter at God or was that just. It was more just like confusion, like confusion. Why did this happen? Right. And like what now, you know? Now that my parents aren't together, like they don't love each other. There's yeah. not like that model in the home anymore. Right. And it's like just confusion, basically, for right. me and all my siblings. But right. definitely for me, like, just like, why did this happen? And, you know. So what was that? OK, so what was the process from there 
Did they? Did you guys stop going to church because the divorce or? For a while, yeah, and then um, I think we started going again, but like years later, and it was kind of like on and off, you know. Uh, it was just harder because of the schedule. It would only be one of them taking us, right? Or I think we'd both go, but they wouldn't be together. So it was just kind of weird. Um, after that whole thing happened. Um, so what what happened from there then? As uh, what. <laughs> You not walking with God and getting kind of pulled out of church, what what did that lead to? Like, what lifestyle changes? It was like, well, so growing up, I started going to middle school, obviously, in high school, and started um, g- getting exposed to the things of the world, but not having that firm foundation like I did. What, I what are kid. those things of the world? Those things like um, middle school, getting exposed to, like, pornography or just um, the, all the cussing and, like, um, mm-hmm. things like stealing and um, just watching things and all that, all that kind of stuff. Not too much drugs in, in, in middle, middle school, school yeah, yeah. but all that other stuff was definitely penetrating my mind. Well, I want to talk about pornography a little bit because that's a huge, huge issue with this younger generation, as you know. I mean, we've talked about this before. I think at the school yesterday we yeah. talked about it, where if you look up online, if you Google your brain on heroin and pornography, uh, it actually looks, your brain, the brain damage or the effect of it on porn is actually worse than heroin. But yet, they're both really, really bad. They're almost comparable. Yeah, exactly. Um, how'd you get exposed? Was it, uh, do you, like, what was your first encounter? It was, like, gradual, because it started actually from, like, TV, like, commercials and shows, like, the way they show a certain scene where they're, like, yeah. holding stuff like that. And it would, got it sparked. It got it sparked, yeah, mm-hmm. just TV. And then um, from there, it was kind of, like, not really um, social media back then, so it was things like... Um, computer just be like on gaming websites or whatever and stuff would pop up or um like friends at school would like show like hey have you seen this because it was on a phone yeah it was on a phone phone and they would just show you hardcore porn yeah and And then then, and then when you'd see that hardcore porn that would be pretty much in your mind it was just yeah it just stuck in my mind like whoa like what the heck can you can you uh, honestly think say that those images that you saw a long time ago are still there i can still remember them yeah dude that's what happens huh insane it's dude it's crazy like i can remember the first porn i've seen first video yeah the, I, the well, mine was a magazine okay and it was on the side of like ralph's it was just laying there on the on the um we were skateboarding going home and it was uh it was just like right there on the side and i remember i could i remember that 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 centerfold mm-hmm. isn't that nuts yeah so the enemy gets you it's just a hard drive yeah so know. so all these little so as you're growing up these situations that are happening it starts gradual Mm-hmm. A little bit on TV, then you're seeing some ads, and then all of a sudden you're seeing the real stuff, and these little clips are getting engraved. And what's that doing inside you? It's it's sparking up the the, the like sex drive, right? Something. Yeah, I didn't know what it was, but it was like just something that felt so good and that yep. I wanted more of, you know. Yep. So from there, I started getting my own like electronics and stuff like that, and and then it's then there was done done deal. Yeah. yeah. So um, so that started affecting your life, and then when you got to high school, now okay, I got a question for you. So when you were dealing with this stuff, now I hear a lot of people say they feel like shame and, and people that are like into a lot of pornography at a young age. Did you feel shame or was it more like you were just like, whatever, like this is the way it is? It was kind of on and off because I was still kind of going to church. My mom kind of tried to take us to church still. So I was still going there and kind of feeling a little bit of conviction. But in the moment, it was like I didn't care because yeah. it would be like conviction when I'm at church yeah. and then I get home and just do my thing. Yeah. So it, for me, I, I didn't, for me, I wasn't like, I didn't, 
I wasn't like I didn't feel shame or anything. I, but there's there is a lot of people that are into pornography that mm-hmm. they feel like shame and whatever. Yeah. For for whatever reason, but I think it's even scarier when you don't, mm-hmm. because you just keep digging into it. And you don't even really know the effects of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. So then um, then we got to high school. What happened from there? Just getting you got involved with how, what was the, what was the introduction to drugs and all that stuff? That was friends. Just friends. My yeah. older yeah. brothers' friends and just older guys around. Like, hey, try this. Like, or you yeah. want some? Or like, come with us. Come with us. So yeah. It was always kind of that, just being introduced by other people. Yep. You know. That's the way it is. So yeah. common. So now you're in high school. You're 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 from a divorced family. Your your relationship with God is not really there. You're, you're tr- but do you, do you think that like like when you were at church, would you be in a situation where you'd be like, dude, I love you, God, or were you just kind of putting in the time? Was there that, I guess that question is, was there that draw that you were like, I want God, but I also want the world, like the double-minded man in James? Mm-hmm. Or was it just like, I'm coming to church to do my time because my parents are bringing me, but I'm, I'm fully in. Like, what was happening at that high school? Because for me, yeah. uh, high school, I was gone with yeah. the wind. It was like, it was on and off. Like I said, it would, it would be one foot in, one foot out. I would be there, and like the messages would speak to me, and I'd be like, dang, this is like yeah. talking to me. And I'd be like, dang, maybe I should like, change something and stuff. yeah but then i go back to the world and just like i'll oh, forget it and the reason why is because you'd be back with your friends that are doing this stuff exactly so it's like your, it's like your circle yeah yeah it's like natural yeah right i mean even like today like you see it like you're here when you the people that you hang out with today you get influenced by them right yeah like if you're hanging out with like people that are doing rad things the holy spirit doing stuff following God, jesus yeah. You get influenced in that direction. In that way, yeah. But if you're hanging out with ne- negative Nancy over here, you're going to be freaking negative. Exactly. Right? It's all about who you surround yourself with. It's who with. you surround yourself yeah. with. And that's the, that's, I think that's one of the biggest problems with middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. It's because you've got your squad. And you don't want to leave because you think they're going to be your best friends forever, which is not true. All that pressure. Yeah, and then the pressure, and yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's why the importance is to actually find like-minded people that are cool. Yeah. That you could hang out with. And they're not afraid to go against what everyone else is doing. Right, and that's punk rock, right? Exactly. Yeah. But unfortunately we didn't we didn't go that route. Um so <laughs> what what happened after school? How old are you now? I'm twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. So are you a Gen Z? I don't know all the all right, someone Google maybe it. Like someone a, Google. We need to know <laughs> if this guy's a Gen Z. Is he a Gen Z? Gen X, Z, I don't you're, know. You're a Gen Z. Okay, cool. So you're a Gen Z. Yeah. That's actually the student uh, people that we're reaching. Right on. <laughs> I think you just made the cut. I just You're like made the it. old old Gen Z guy. I'm old, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old for my gen. <laughs> All right, so so how what happened in high school? Did we dating uh, girls or? I, I was. Well, so I only had like, were you like, were you like sleeping around or? Yeah, I was, I was with, only had one girlfriend, but mm-hmm. I was like involved, I guess you could say with like so other dating. girls. So oh. in like, you know what I mean? So it wasn't always like, like a relationship. Player? Like were you a player or something? <laughs> just yeah, you could, you could call it that. Just like <laughs> I just talking to this girl, talking yeah. to that girl and just yeah. like stuff like that. So you basically um, you were talking to a girl, but then you were, you were hooking up with other girls. Pretty much. Yeah. That um, sucks. Cause I did. Yeah. We're very similar in many ways. And you know what? This one sucks. And this is to the ladies out there mm-hmm. is that there is a, there, this is not right, obviously. And there is a guy out there that will treat you right. You know what I mean? That will be for you and not for all the other, the faithful. other, yeah. The, yeah, faithful and not 
be running around and stuff. And this, see, this is the problem, dude. This is like, how, how'd you get influenced to do this stuff? I mean, it's like, isn't it like in the, the new, not the news, but like the media, the music, the songs that you're listening to? The, yeah, exactly. Garbage in, garbage exactly. out, right? You're listening to stuff, so you're just living it out. Yeah. You see, you hear the music, the music videos, the movies, everything like that. And just like, oh, it's, it's possible. You it's know? normal. It looks fun. Yeah, exactly. And that's what the whole picture that everyone's painting. Exactly. But that's not, not, not what's right. And then here you are, you're doing this stuff now. Were you ever like, did you ever feel like peace in your life? Are you happy or no, it was, was always going like, on at that time? <laughs> it, it was all over the place. Like, especially with the girls and stuff like, oh, is this one going to find out about this one? Or is like my parents going to find out about the weed or is my friends going to like, it was all over the place, you know, yeah. I was going to worrying. That, am I going to like keep myself? Is anyone going to find out what I'm doing? Yeah. That's how it was. Just anxiety basically. Yeah. The whole time. And so you never had peace. No. Even and though you were living this going home depression because of like what's happening at home. No one's talking to each other. Nothing's going on. Yeah. Going to school. And then it's just like, it's just a cycle over and over, but yeah. going to church and it's not really connecting only a little bit, you know, sometimes it would, sometimes I would be there just for the girls too. Yeah. You know, at church, but yeah, it wasn't, it was never really connected. Yeah. So what was the, what was the, was there anything, I mean, obviously the divorce was gnarly. That's probably the gnarliest thing that could happen. Mm. But was there anything else gnarly that, that put you in a tailspin during that time that, that kind of pointed you to, to, to going back to God or, or was it just like you were just done? I think it was just. Because it was after high school, too, that I continued yes. doing this. Well, what happened after high school? After high school, I went straight into college, community college. And okay. even there, it's just the whole atmosphere there as well is just to hook up with people, drink and party and stuff like that. And that's what I was doing just every weekend during class or whatever, stuff like that. Um, just getting caught up in the same thing, mm -hmm. but in college now. Yeah. So now it's just amplified. So where was it when you were just like done? It was what like... What was the turning point? It was after, I mean different things i was like um i think i just bombed a test because i was like completely wasted and then went with some girl and then after that i was on my way to church and then i was like done i was on my way to church because normally i would go with my brother and my mom but this time she's like oh we can't make it so it's just you so i'm on my way to church and it's kind of just like like Lord, where where am what am I doing? What you the know? heck is happening? Yeah, like I'm on my way to church, and it's just me. It's not because my mom is taking me. So you're, like, you're you're basically like getting real with God at this. I'm point. I'm trying to. You're yeah. talking to him. I am. Like I'm in the car, and I'm like, Lord, like what am I, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. Where? Yeah. What am I doing? Basically. Yeah. And so, after going to church, trying to stop that stuff on my own, um, but it wasn't until like I find myself at church, and I'm just like. This is where God wants me, you know. It was just something in my mind because going there and you know, it, it, I heard it. So it you just you just kept showing up at church. I just kept showing up. Yeah, kept showing up kept and with all my baggage and everything, yeah. just like just coming. And then that's it. You just coming, listening to the studies. Yeah, not knowing what's going on, mm -mm. but you're literally just listening. Yeah, just absorbing. And faith comes from hearing. Yeah. The scripture says. So you're just hearing, and the Holy Spirit's speaking to you slowly, chipping away, getting chipping, through. That's exactly how it was, chipping away. Chipping away one day at a time. Because people think, oh, I'm going to go to church, everything's going to be fine. Dude, it was a process. It was, yeah. Right? How long was that process till, till you had some clarity? How many times do you think you came to the church? I think it was like um, probably like a few months, for few sure. A few months. That's a lot of church services. Yeah. Just chipping away. Chipping See, away. that's encouraging to people, though. Because mm -hmm. people think, oh, I went to church. It didn't work. Yeah. I went the second time. It didn't work. When's this thing going to work? Yeah. Chipping away. Mm -hmm. Chipping away. 
So tell tell me about that process, that, so people can understand how that how that worked in your life, so they can relate to it. Yeah, and they know that they're normal, mm-hmm. and that they're not, you know, just hearing the stuff. And like I said about conviction, like Were you feeling reading the convicted. Bible? Were you I wasn't honestly. I thought like it was like boring. Like oh, I got to read my Bible. I have to read my Bible or whatever. Like what am I gonna? What is this gonna do? Yeah. But once I started, it was like, what the heck? Like it was it was different. Once I started wanting it, you yeah. Know? Once I started coming to church and started like, you know what, I don't have to do this anymore. I shouldn't do this anymore. Couldn't like stealing or um, like cussing, stuff like that, or hooking up with girls. Like, you know what, I shouldn't. And it was slowly, one after another, like, so you, I shouldn't do that. So you started getting that. convicted. And for people that hear that word, it's 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 a good thing. Conviction's good that's because good that's, thing, yeah. the, that's the Holy Spirit. And he's basically giving, it's those, I call them stop signs. Mm-hmm. It's the stop signs that the Holy Spirit says like, it's like if I were to cheat on my wife, if I wanted to cheat on my wife, I'd, uh, I'd get convicted or yeah. I'd get a stop sign like, uh, what are you doing, fool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what yeah. the Holy Spirit does. Is, and the Holy Spirit doesn't speak in King James. He speaks in your language. Yeah, so when exactly. you hear the Holy Spirit, it's your language. Mm-hmm. So you'll be like, hey, you ain't going to go hook up with that chick. Like, yeah. no, we're not like, doing that doing? no more. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to smoke weed anymore. You know, anywhere, like, you we're going to just chill out and be clear-headed. Mm-hmm. So that's what was going on. You're getting these stop signs, conviction. Yeah, just stop doing that stuff and come to church more. Stop hanging around the people I used to. Stop talking to the people I used to. Like, and why? Why'd you do that? Because they're the influence. Like, that's exactly why. Hey, like, hey, dude, let's go to this party. Let's like, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Let's go drink. But yeah. like, I'm like, nah, dude, I can't. Or just delete them off social media. It was honestly just like a, a cut, like a sever. You just made a cut. Boom. That was my experience. Yeah. Heck yeah, that was mine too. Not yeah. me, like I just. I st- people are still my friends, but I cut as in like, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. I'm doing something different. And you know, what's funny. You know what that's called? It's called repent. Mm. Repent. Sounds like a bad word. I don't, I, I didn't like the way it sounds, you know, it's like one of the yeah. Bible words, Can be, yeah. but repent just basically means to, uh, to flip a U-turn. So you're going in one direction, but then you go the opposite direction. So instead of going, running to the party, the world's party, you run to God's party. Yeah. And we've used this quote before. God doesn't want to ruin your party. He wants to bring you to his. Exactly. And that's where the repent, repent comes. That comes with the, the, the U-turn in your life. Mm-hmm. So so tell on. so you started getting cleaned up. Pornog- okay, so do you struggle with pornography? Have you struggled with that coming out Not of anymore. it? That was another thing that I like. I but, put behind me. And like I said, that well, one story. How was, how was the break? Because, dude, hey. It was rough. Porn feels good, <laughs> I, man. I, went, I think I did go back to it like a few months after I stopped because I was yeah. like, it, See my back. It was right. strong, yeah. Yeah, it, dude. That's porn's real life. It's not yeah. like drugs, you know, where you get high and you come down low and you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Porn is a different thing. God actually created us to have sex, mm-hmm. so it's a it's a it's a natural thing. But with pornography, it's it's uh, very mind. Um, mind, and it's very. Uh, we've talked about this on the show before, but it's um, fantasy. Yeah, it's not real, and um, the way they film and the way they do everything, it's it's it, it intensifies everything. So your mind is like, you, you become numb to like normal stuff. Mm-hmm. So it destroys the way it's uh, supposed to be uh, created for, and um, so yeah, and it has a strong draw because it's so powerful. Yeah, you Just know, like after stopping and you see some like a picture on Instagram, some girl like. In bikini or whatever, and you just feel something like, uh-huh. like oh, maybe, that, I should, maybe I should just go to the website or something, you know? Yep, the body appetites. Exactly. You know, it's crazy. It's like uh, when you start, because we're talking about a, a physical man and a spiritual man, right? Yeah. Because we're like spirit and body. Body is like the body, they call it the flesh, you know, the body appetites. 
So we're talking about the porn is the body appetites, right? That you want it. So it's almost like, so if you don't go, so how long did you stop watching porn? Was that like before you went back? That was almost, that was not as long because I knew it was wrong. So that was probably like a month. A month. Yeah. Okay. So picture this. So this is for the listeners. So you basically stopped eating. You know, you're watching porn. Yeah. You stopped eating for a month. So when the, you saw the, you, the body appetite was starving. Yeah. yeah. So when you popped it back on, it was like, you know, when you don't eat for like a day or something and you mm-hmm. go like in-out burger, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's the way it is. Like a feast. But know? what happens is here's just life application. The more you starve that thing is sooner or later, it's going to die. Mm-hmm. The desire that, 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 that porn, that guy that likes porn, that dead man, or he will die. The, the body appetite of porn will die if you starve it to death. Yeah. And how do you starve it to death? You hang it on the cross. You crucify it. And that's what Jesus says. If you want to be my disciple, you got to turn from your selfish ways, pick up your cross, and follow me. Mm-hmm. And you got to hang it. You got to murder your flesh, kill it to live by the Spirit. Yep. So now, you God touches your life from there. And then what happens? Then I'm just coming to the church still, like, Day after day, whatever studies they had here, I was just coming to them, just wanting to learn. You're more. eating the f- eating. you're eating from the spirit. spiritual food now. Spiritual food. Yeah, reading my Bible daily now. The Word of God. Daily. Yeah. The Word of God. Just getting all of it absorbed, and then um. So now the spirit man is dominating over the flesh because you're feeding, you're killing the flesh, mm-hmm. not feeding it with porn and drugs and sex and all that stuff, and now you're feeding the spirit, so it's dominating. Exactly. Yeah. So from that point. Um, I'm like working a job somewhere, but I get fired and then, well, actually, no, sorry. I go on a missions trip, um, with the church cause, uh, and God provided for all that. And, um, that kind of got my heart going for like missions and just, you know, going places, yeah. reaching people and stuff like that. And then when I came back from that, that's when I got fired and I was volunteering at the church, just maintenance with the tech guys. Um, and then I saw that whosoever's needed help as well. So from at this point, I'm just like, I'm just coming to church and I'm just volunteering. Yeah. So, just waiting to see what God's going to do. Yeah, and just asking God what he's going to do with me. You know? Now, that sounds crazy to the normal person. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, you got fired, and now you're just hanging out, volunteering at a church. Don't yeah. you got to eat? <laughs> don't you got to get a job? I don't, I'm looking for jobs, yeah. I'm, but, like, applying at, like, all different places. So you're applying, but what's interesting, though, is you're, you're, your heart's for God, and you're going, God, whatever you want to do in my life, and this is, this is what I want to say, God can make the impossible possible. You went on a trip. You denied yourself, all that stuff. You're mm-hmm. following God. You went on a mission trip. God sparked something in you. He put a call in your life on that trip. Mm-hmm. Like you're traveling and you're reaching people. So he put that in your heart and you're like, dude, that's sick. I'm so down. Yeah. Whatever that looks like, God. Not that thinking that you're ever going to work with a movement or be doing this stuff. But you you have that desire in your heart. See, because God gives you the heart, your desi- hearts of your the desires of your heart, yeah. right? So what happens is then you're here and you're trying to find jobs, but you're just serving Basically, you're waiting on God as in to see what he wants to do, but you're applying, you're applying yourself. You're, you're walking by faith. Mm-hmm. You're not sitting and going, God, oh, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, you're applying, yeah. you're working on getting a job, but then when on your off time, you're serving at the church and just being around his people and, and see what he wants to do. Yeah, exactly. And then God opens the door. Mm-hmm. I what, was like, what was that door? It was, it was interesting because I was applying at like four different places, right? And one of them actually got a second interview, and that was at In-N-Out. I was almost going to work there like a week later, um, but I was I also had the 
interview with whosoever's because the guy Wait, before in me. Wait, In-N-Out and whosoever. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the new In-N-Out slip-on? I have. The red cup, you got to get it. it. Looks sick. I'm trying to get my daughters. Yeah. That's funny. I, I want to do that so funny. You got In-N-Out and the whosoever's. Yeah, it was like the two. <laughs> but I was asking God, That's like, so sick. where is he going to have me? Because for some reason, my heart is like at this church, you know, yeah. and with the whosoever's because I was helping out, you know, helping um, the guy who was here before me. Mm-hmm. And... But, I mean, In-N-Out makes good money, right? So I'm like, yeah. God, where do you want me, you know? Um, and just praying the whole time, just asking for his will, not mine, you know? Because um, I didn't hardly hear about the whosoever's before this point. I was, I just kind of saw some things around the church. But um, it wasn't like I wasn't like a huge fan or whatever. Yeah, it was just like, hey, this is an opportunity, you know, yeah. to serve God. So at this point, I'm just praying for where he wants me. And I think it, it was like two weeks of that, just praying of like, God, where do you want me? Where do you want me? And then... Um, that's when, after that, you guys brought me in, and they brought me on board, basically. And the rest is history. History, yeah. All yeah. right, well, check this out. We're going to be going to break in a minute, but I do want to plug this because we are going to talk a little bit about it right now after the break. As we're talking about our The Whosoever's Kill the Noise Tour in Puebla, Mexico. We are doing a video premiere for the tour video because... What we've been seeing on tour, God pouring out of spirit, we want to bring it home to show people to activate this next generation so they become revivalists as well. It's going to be March 15th at 5 p.m. at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar. Sunday, March 15th at 5 p.m. at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar at Golden Springs, his church. We're going to premiere. We're going to party. We're going to do an interview. It's going to be epic. We will see you there, March 15th, 5 p.m., and we'll see you right after the break. We'll be talking more with Daniel and about the tour. Peace. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Everything all right? Call now. 1-888-564-6173 or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop de doo Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say we didn't warn you. Loud noises! It's going down! <laughs> <laughs> It's going down for sure. I want to bring you guys up to speed again. March 15th, 5 p.m., Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar. in uh, Or it's Calvary Chapel Golden Springs in Diamond Bar. It's going down. We're doing the Whosoever's uh, uh, premiere for our last tour in Puebla, Mexico. What God did on that trip, people won't even believe us till they see it. It was powerful. And uh, we want to invite all you guys out, friends and family, come out and party with us that night. Uh, we're going to premiere. We're going to do some questions and answer, answers, and then we're going to do some ministry time after. And I'm just, I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the main event, you know, at the end. Sick. When God just like does what he wants to do, it's going to be sick. So yeah, come out, check it out. Uh, the Whosoever's Instagram will have all the details, or you can contact Calvary Chapel diamond bar for the details but it is march 15th 5 p.m cover chapel a diamond bar so i have daniel last name goyez i don't want to mess it in go as go as goyez 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 see i'm gonna just mess it up every time so i'm not gonna say it 
We got Daniel in studio. Um, if you guys were tuned in for the first part, a uh, powerful story of a Gen Z, 21 years old, uh, divorced family at eight years old. He was going to church. Uh, they had a great uh, relationship with God, but when that divorce came, it, it splintered not only the, the relationship with his family, obviously, but it just it splintered the relationship with God with you and all your family, right? Your brothers and sisters. Or do you have brothers yeah, and sisters? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it just split everything, and that's so common from there. Getting in the middle school, discovering pornography. It started with TV, seeing like a little bit of a bikini action. Progressing in seeing in video games, and then that led to friends, you know, showing little clips on your phone, mm -hmm. which this is all, this is like what how everyone sees it basically. Yeah. This story yeah. is not rare. This is actually the common story. Mm -hmm. Then from high school, then the girls, you know, gotten to having sex with chicks, watching more porn, naturally, drugs, college, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Boom! You end up feeling empty. You go to church. You you you're you're actually just start going to church, showing up, and you're like, God, what in the heck is going on? And maybe you're listening right now, and you're like, God, what the heck is going on in my life? I'm miserable. I'm not happy. I'm doing everything, and I'm just miserable. And what you did is what I loved about the first half, Daniel. You said you just kept coming to church, and what God was doing, He was chipping away at you. Yeah, you didn't come to church and just get like healed, like, oh, I'm I'm great. Me and God are great, and everything's all good. Yeah. Like you just kept coming and you were hearing the word of God and faith comes from hearing and that's hearing the word of God. The, the, the Bible says, so you're reading cause you want to read the Bible now. Want to, you're listening to studies, but there wasn't like this huge transformation for a while, but you just kept showing up. You said for two months mm -hmm. and then you started seeing the changes and you know, Gen uh, Jesus isn't a genie, you know, like, Hey, genius, fi Jesus fix this right now where I'm, you know, and then you just go back to living the way you are. He wants a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the way it is with my wife. You know, me and her have a relationship. She's not a genie. I just don't tell her what to do. I do stuff for her because I love her. And she does stuff for me because I because I love her. Or she loves me. You know what I mean? It's 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 a relationship. And that's the way it is with the King Jesus, right? So with all that said, God just starts getting a hold of your life. You end up on a missions trip. And you get a heart for like traveling and, and, and reaching people for Christ. Yeah. And you're here at Calvary Chapel Dunbar and you're like volunteering. And then as you're volunteering, you you look you ask for you're looking for jobs and then there's a option with In N Out Burger. <laughs> In N Out. Yeah. Why didn't you go to In N Out? <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> uh, you had In N Out Burger, the King of Burgers, and uh, then you have the Whosoever's. Mm -hmm. And you didn't even know much about the movement, you just knew that it was an outreach ministry here at the church. Yeah. So you got that job, and then what happened at that point? That was like, it was like I was just thrown into it, basically thrown into ministry. Like we started. What were you doing? What they? I, I don't remember how to start. We were. I was just helping in the warehouse, just like shipping orders and stuff like that, making the boxes, okay. um, just helping out with customer service, things like that. And um, we actually went on 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 one trip. Actually, got the chance to go was to San Jose. And that was the first trip. That was the first one. Yeah. Yes. Remember that. Well, that was interesting. That was. What would you think about that? Because just for the listeners, we, we were driving <laughs> to San Jose. We yeah. had a week worth of schools and in, in Silicon Valley. And as we're driving up the freeway, you know, mm -hmm. the 101 or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, one school gets canceled at a time. So by the time we arrive on our for our tour, 
We have no events. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the whole tour. What did you think about that? I, d- I didn't know what to think. I was like, <laughs> dude, what the heck? We have nothing. What are we going to do now? You know, it was just a state of like, all right, what's next? You know? well, what, what happened? We're going to go, go back home or what? So we get there and there's nothing, right? There's nothing planned. But because of the connections you have and just praying, asking God to open doors, like calling, hey, I'm here in town. Like, you guys have something? I have time to my schedule. Can I come through? Like this and that. Just calling around, stepping out. You know, stepping out in faith and praying. Walking by faith. Walking. That's by what faith. walking by faith looks like. Not yeah. just sitting around. Exactly. We weren't just sitting like, all right. We're knocking on doors. Walking. You know, walking. Here's the illustration. Walking by faith is actually knocking on doors. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because if you're just sitting doing nothing, what's gonna happen? Exactly. You know, Jesus told us to walk by faith. So we just started knocking on doors, calling yeah. people hollering at people and then we and we ended up doing like more than we did more than we even planned exactly yeah. i think there was like 15 events we ended up doing like 15 events or something crazy yeah it was just like double the amount basically that was nuts of what was planned but that's what god does he had, remember i told you i go yeah god looks sounds like god has other plans yeah you know yeah just be flexible you know but led by the spirit and mm-hmm. and it 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 went down all right so and then ever since now you've been touring the world yeah so what, where do you think now you've been to how many tours have you gone on? I think a total of like eight. I eight. Think, yeah. Where have you been? Uh, first was that San Jose, then Florida, then Mexico, then what the, part of Mexico? We went to Cuernavaca. Cuernavaca, yeah. yeah. And then I think we went somewhere east coast, um, all up and down the east coast, mm-hmm. and then back to Mexico, Cuernavaca uh, again. Oh yeah, Cuernavaca. Yeah. yeah. And then we went to Colombia. And then Durango, and that's Durango, Mexico. Durango, Mexico, and now Puebla, Mexico. And now Puebla, yeah. Wow, and you know we have Australia on the hit list, Ecuador, Chile, Chile, Um, Iceland's like in up in the air. Yeah, there's talks happening, and uh, yeah, and obviously the whole United States. We just keep touring the United States. all the California wait, wait did you go to Seattle? We went to Seattle. Were you working during that time? Seattle, Denver. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, go you didn't there. go to any no. of those the other states? <clears throat> New York. No. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So you've been around. So what's going on in your life now, dude? What? I think- <laughs> tell me, like, from there to now, how have you changed? It's like definitely. I think after that that first San Jose trip, it's like just the faith of being built, like. And just seeing what God can do if you just, like, step out, you know, if you actually, like, knock on doors and things like that. That definitely, like, helped strengthen me because I was like, dude, God can just, like, make double the amount than what we had planned if we just, like, step out by faith and walk by faith. So after that, that was definitely like, all right, Lord, like, what next? So we we keep going on these trips, and I'm just seeing, like, everything happen, like, not only, like, on trips, but in my own life, just reading the Bible, seeing everything come to life. You know, everything that we're doing on these trips. So, like, what you're seeing, what you're reading in the Bible, it's actually happening around you. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people, they read the Bible, and they know it, but they've never seen it. Mm-hmm. They were living. But you're, you're actually, you're seeing where it's praying for people. People are getting healed. Yeah. You're seeing prophetic words being spoken over, and people are melting, giving their life to Jesus. Yeah. You're seeing salvation. You're seeing the, the cross preached, Jesus Christ crucified. You know, we're talking about repentance and sin, and you're seeing them getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that's in the Bible, it's actually, like, you can look at the Bible and be like, oh, yeah, it's all real. Yeah, like, oh, that happened. Like, we watched that happen, yeah. you know, someone coming to God, someone giving their lives to God, having that moment, you know, and just seeing it all over the world. 
seeing that this it's the same problems everywhere and there's the same response everywhere that mm-hmm. everyone's like coming to Jesus. Do you know why? Why? Because we were talking about earlier. First of all, God with the tour getting canceled and the tour reopening more dates, that's God making the impossible possible. Number yep. one. And that's what he does. That's he's in the business of that. Second, we talked about in the show that you were talking. We were talking about the uh, the difference between the people sitting in the stadium, yeah, seats, and the stands, and then you got the game people in the game playing. Mm-hmm. Well, you were a person on the stands when you were coming to watch and learn, but the difference is you didn't stay in the stands. Mm-hmm. You got in the game, and God put you in the game because you were willing to get up off your butt and walk down to the game and get in the game. Yeah, and that's what happened. You did, and what what does it mean to get in the game? It means to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow Jesus. You surrendered. You said, you know what? I'm not going to continue watching porn. I'm not going to sleep with girls. I'm not going to do drugs. I'm not perfect. I'm not. I'm just God, just chipping away at me. Exactly. Right? You're not perfect. I know you. You're definitely <laughs> not perfect. <I'm> not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Uh, no. You're a normal dude, and that's mm-hmm. what God does. God gets like ordinary men and women and does extraordinary things. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm an ordinary guy, right? I'm I'm a crazy ordinary guy. It's just yeah. like there's nothing special about me. Yep. I got problems, I got issues, you know, I'm trying to work out my my own life. But God just it's a matter of the heart. And as you give your heart to him, he cleans you up and he makes all the old things pass away and make everything become brand new. And you know, I want to encourage you guys that are listening that God is you know the eyes of the Lord search through the earth to strengthen whose hearts that are fully committed. Second Chronicles 16, 9. That's my life verse. He's looking. He's just looking for whosoever, anybody, from bums to presidents, rich or poor. He's just looking for whoever's hearts that are fully committed, would you say? Yeah. And once you commit okay. it, you, it's like, are you a spiritual giant? Have you arrived? Not even close. No. no. Are you, but are you digging in the word every day and you're pressing in? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And that's it. It's like you just, it's just a daily connecting to the power from heaven and killing the noise around you, which is all the distractions and actually spending time. You could spend time to get on Instagram and waste your life away. Easily. Easy. Yeah. You can be better, but like, whoa, an hour and a half went by. What was I looking at? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Dude, if you even just set 30 minutes aside a day, just kill the noise, airplane mode, no Instagram, nothing, and just pay attention to what you're reading and say, God, speak to me. He'll speak to you. And it's just that daily communication every day. And uh, get to church. You know, you got you know, you know, got an hour study and the whole thing and worship and all that. And you're going to see your life changed. You know? Yeah. Anyway, I wanna, is there anything else that you want to say to someone that right now is that was you and they want to go deeper? Like, what would you – is there any – is there any like certain things that you would encourage them with? It's definitely um, like killing the noise using that, you know, that phrase of putting aside the distractions and things that are taking up your time and wasting your time and drawing you away from God, putting those things aside, realizing that they are wasting your time and they're not like beneficial, you mm-hmm. know, and focusing on what God wants to do in your life. And it's like digging in, pressing in deeper, digging into like what he has for you in prayer in, in reading and just like honestly just common sense of like hey that's not helping me so what can I do that is going to help me what how can God use my life you know what what things am I what talents do I have maybe or any things that I have that God can use to for his glory basically and it's focusing on that stuff and really 
being diligent, like the Bible says, not being lazy, but being diligent to pursue him and to find out what call he has on your life and not just like sitting around or wasting your time, whether it's with people or with um, video games or like social media or doing maybe you're, you're involved in something that's wasting your time. It's like really just asking God what he has for your life, you know, and wanting him to use you in that way. And um, you're not perfect. No one's perfect, you nope. know, but just being willing, you know, and he's going to work out the things in your life, but you're just willing and pressing in and um, just following him. Honestly, it's just. Uh, I, I like what you said about uh, common sense. Yeah. God, we're missing com- We're missing some common sense in this world. Mm-hmm. If stuff, whatever's destroy, whatever's destroying you. Yeah. Like if you're if you're watching Instagram for hours or just playing video games or whatever you're doing, and it's like you you don't like the way it makes you feel after you're getting anxiety, you're getting depression, anger, all this stuff. Stop doing it. Use common sense. How? See, life is short, and my friend used to have TikTok tatted on his arms. TikTok, because t- time is ticking. You never get time back, and. If you keep wasting time and not progressing, there's going to be a point to where you get to your 30s and you're going to look back. And if you haven't progressed, what the heck are you going to do for a living from your 30s to your 40s? Exactly. And then if you haven't established yourself, what the heck is going to happen to you from 40s to 50s and 60s? Dude, you're going to be living on the streets. Like you have to put the time in. We were created with a drive in us. Yeah. And we you can't just waste your life. If you're not progressing... You, dude, your your future is not looking good. And you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to get married. I want to have kids. If you haven't established yourself and you worked hard to to to, to put the time in to get focused on what you're gonna do, dude, what are you gonna how are you gonna have a family and be married and all this stuff? Yeah. First of all, how's a guy or a girl gonna want you? And second of all, how are you gonna provide for your family? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And that's just encouraged by common sense. Mm-hmm. Like you have to you have to work hard. I've I've always even in my my testimony, when I, you know, I've, I've partied and stuff, but I also you got to understand, I worked in the music industry and skateboard industry where I was in party environments, so I was like I was there doing it, but what happened is it was destroying me from the inside out, but yet I always focused and got my job done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't like I was just I was I was working hard. I worked hard. Yeah. I worked hard and partied hard, but <laughs> it it's not the way to go. You know, it, mm-hmm. it destroys you when you're partying with the drugs and alcohol. Now I work very hard and I party even harder, but sober minded, sober minded, yeah. you know, we, we, and you, we go to parties, you know, we go yeah, out to the, like concerts and, and music festivals and, mm-hmm. and we're, you know, we're up, we're partying harder than everyone else because exactly. we're so like sober better. and it's just amazing. Yeah. You, you know what's going on. You're able to enjoy everything. <laughs> exactly. Take it all in. I remember it all. And yeah. it's, uh, you party, you literally party harder, huh? Exactly. Yeah. And you're eating all the food. You're not getting drunk, you know. Mm-hmm. The ice creams and the falafels, and yeah. I don't even know what we ate over there. We ate all kinds of stuff. But too much, yeah. So, f- so much fun, man. Well, dude, I love you, man, and and you know, it's an honor and privilege to have you part of the team. You know, even though you're a scrub and all, you know, because you're, <laughs> you're, you're the young guy of the group. But I uh, but I've seen you giving Benny a hard time recently. Because hey, he's younger, <laughs> he's younger. No, he's a year older than me. But oh, he is. Yeah, oh, he's but new. he just came on, so like that's right. I know. Give well, him that, a hard time. That's the way it goes down <laughs> in the squad. You know. Yeah. You gotta get. You gotta get punk for a while. But we have we have a few minutes left. Um, I don't want to give too much information about this Mexico thing because Ooh. that we have the we have the video premiere. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but let's kind of do like a let's do like a little highlight reel with not too much stuff. But um, so we went to Puebla, and uh. 
what, what happened in Puebla? We got invited to go to Puebla, and when we showed up, uh, what happened? Like, just a couple... We whoa, just let's just do the intro, <laughs> okay? Because the part that I didn't know about, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start when we landed, and then you could do that little funny detail, okay? And then right. that's all we'll, we'll give them. Yeah. So we're flying into Puebla, and and Lucas is like, hey, we got 30 schools or 35 schools. I forget what it was. It's like 35 events stuff, or yeah. something, but 30 schools or something. Everything's lined up. It's like three day, even some four day. Dude, that that was a big tour for us to do four events a day. I don't think we've done four a day. No, yeah. no one knows how many events we do a day. <laughs> I remember Benny showed up, the filmer, and he's like, "You guys are doing three to four events a day. Like this is crazy." He travels with ministries all over the world with like huge ministries, and he's like, "We I've never seen anyone that works this hard." And we're yeah. like, "Dude, that's standard. I don't leave my house unless <laughs> we have standard. We do not leave." I will not go on tour unless we have three a day. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving my family and my kids. I'm not trying to go post up and like do one event and then go sightseeing. Like I'm there for the great commission. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like exactly. that's what it's all about. So what happens is uh, we land in Mexico and then we have to go through customs. We always have to go through customs yeah. and we didn't have the right letter that had to be filled out uh, showing the items and all that. So they take us to secondary and they go, what is this? They open up the duffel bags and it's all new skateboards and new products that we're going to give to the, the school. So we have a letter from the church or the government saying that we're going to give all this stuff away. And they're like, well, we got we, You got to pay taxes. And we're like, no, this is like for free. Mm-hmm. So anyway, long story short, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm irritated because we've already been through this a couple times. We didn't have our letter and now we, we have to pay taxes mm-hmm. for this stuff, which could have been solved. Yeah. So then they take us a secondary, like you have to pay. And then they brought these other people in and they're like saying stuff and like, no, no, this is like, because I'm like, how much money is it? And I said, well, this is, it costs us like $1,000 our cost because it's wholesale or it's what we paid for it. There's no like upcharge on it because we we printed out of our pocket. And they're like, no, no, this is like thousands and thousands of dollars. So they would have taxed us way more. So now I'm getting irritated and the girl goes, hey, if you're being rude, yeah. well, you know, basically you're going to be leaving this country. And I'm like, dude, I'm not being rude. I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, I'm actually nervous and scared because we're about to get taxed a bunch of money we don't have right yeah, now. Trying to figure out. And we're trying to get into the country. Yeah. So anyway, so that happened. So that was the first thing that happened. So I, I was all shook up when we got out. I was like, oh man, we almost didn't make it in the country. We get out to the car and then what happened from there? Dude. Um, so we get back to the hotel and... Ryan, you go up to your room to go to sleep because we got first one next day, right? Yep. But me and the team, we stay back to go over the schedule and everything with the guys from the church down there, Carver Shop Puebla. Make sure everything's like Make organized. sure everything, and they yeah. know the flow and everything like that. Just going over it, right? And um, so we sit down, and they're like, hey. Um, Who said that? They have something. Hesser. He, Hesser. He's like, hey, they have something to and, tell and, you. And Hesser is our uh, <laughs> our, our uh, Mexican connection. He's like the ambassador of the whosoever's in Mexico. Yeah, done the Cuernavaca several times, so he knows what's up, right? Um, he's He actually helped a lot with putting it together. So he's like, they want to they wanna tell you something. So I sit down, and, and Benny and Jairus are already there, but they're kind of just waiting for me to come, so that way they can like tell, tell all of us what yeah. happened, what went down. And so... I sit down, they're like, all right, what's up? So they say, um, like, there's no schools. And I'm like, what do you mean there's no schools? We have, like, 30 planned, right? And he's like, yeah, they're all canceled. And I'm like, what? You know, you know Ivan, he's pretty mellow. He's just like, yeah, yeah they're canceled. Like, they're done. they're done. So I was like, <laughs> he's like, we have one tomorrow, but the rest are gone. And I was like, 
what are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm freaking out at this point because, like, we have nothing? What do you mean? So they're like, yeah, the guy. Yeah, we just flew to just, Mexico with, with yeah. product for 30 schools. Exactly. And a hotel. And they just all got canceled, basically. <laughs> didn't, they didn't pull through 100%. So. Well, I got a question for you. Did you think, like, oh, I've been through this before? Yeah, that's the next thing that came to my <laughs> mind. So at first I'm like, what do you mean there's no schools? We have only one out of all of them, right? But then I'm like, wait a minute. San Jose, boom, take me back. Like, mm -hmm. God's done it before where he's opened the doors. So Hester's like, should we tell Ryan? Like, what, what are we going to do? And I was like, it, it was my decision. I was like, you know what? I think we should just pray and ask God to open the doors. And he was thinking the same thing. He's like, you know what? I think we're just going to get more. So we just kind of collaborated. And it was like, let's just, let's tell him like at the end of the, at the end of the tour <laughs> when everything opens up by God's grace. And That's then, like, I got punked. Yeah. <laughs> basically, we just like, all right, we're not going to tell him until like the end. Right. So we're at our first school the next day and I'm in the back talking to Ivan. He's like, hey, we have two more schools today. I'm like, Let's get the ball rolling. So it keeps going like and that. And I for still like don't know. We're just going from school it's like to school. Three days later, that they just keep getting booked, like day by day. You know, walking by faith, praying, and and they're calling schools and stuff. And we they they just keep opening up doors, and it just and then they tell you. Okay, so I want to end the show like this, okay. without giving too much. Yeah. So that happened, right? So then you guys tell me, all right, man, uh, all the schools got canceled. But, but God's just been opening up schools. It's happening now. Yeah. So I'm like, no way, sick. And then, because we always preach the gospel, no compromise, we invite everyone forward, we pray for the kids to get saved, mm -hmm. to get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then we start laying hands on them, right, for the sick. Yeah. Well, dude, next thing you know, the government's like, you cannot talk about Jesus, you can't talk about God, you can't pray, you can't say the Bible word, nothing. And we're like, I'm like, wait, what? So I'm like, and they're like, but you guys, we want, we want the tour. They love the tour. Yeah. We want you to continue the tour. We have schools all the way to the end of the next two weeks. And we said, we will not compromise the gospel. You're mm -hmm. telling me to change my story. God's all through my story. That's the whole story. It's God doing the, uh, making the impossible possible. That's what he does in my life. So basically what happened is, we all, I, we're like, nope, we're not doing it. Forget these guys. We're not, we're not compromising. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is we cancel, we, we stop, and they're like, wait, what? We're like, no, tour is over. Yep. We are done. So what happens is the tour ends, and then I just go, all right, guys, let's go to the skate park. They got a <laughs> sick skate park here. Yeah, they did. So we all go there, and we basically skate. and get We're, we're getting skate. Uh, tricks for and the for the video yeah. and having the best type of we even prayed for a guy the two skaters at the skate park and they got healed that's right remember the one guy had an ankle yeah he had a brace he could you know we prayed for him and then the other guy's knee yeah they get Jordan. healed right on the spot and they're like the, some of the main skaters there they're like the dudes that rip there yeah they get healed they they and then we lead them to the lord they get filled with the holy spirit and then we invite them on tour to tour with us and they come, but I'm going to end it there because that's so not more, even dude. the beginning that's of like the, the story. Three days. That's it. <laughs> but what comes next, you have to wait for the tour video Yeah. because Kick dude, it. that right there, what you just heard, it was nothing. So at this point, there's nothing, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. That's just the taste. All right. <laughs> come to Calvary Chapel. Golden Springs in Diamond Bar, March 15th, 5 p.m. For the Whosoever's Kill the Noise movie premiere, the video premiere of the tour. 
We're going to show you guys what happened on the trip. We're going to do questions and answers. And then we're going to open up for ministry time after for the Holy Spirit to move. March 15, 5 p.m., Calvary Chapel, Diamond Bar. And that's it. It's a wrap. Check the whosoever's. Hey, dude, that was a sick show. Uh, Good story, man. Sick, dude. Love being here. We'll do it again. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.